electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Live from the Nasdaq market side overlooking New York City's Times Square, this is Fast Money. I'm Melissa Lee. Tonight's trader lineup, Tim Seymour, Steve Grasso, Brian Kelly, and Pete Najarian, co-founder of MarketRebellion.com. Ahead on fast, inflation soaring, rates rapidly rising, and prices under pressure. A trifecta of potential trouble for the consumer and retailers. We will chart the road ahead for the sector. Plus, a wild week for weed. From deals to looming legalization by Congress could now be the time for investors to come back to cannabis. And later, momentum. Oh, I get you. I see what you did there, <laughs> Get Mal. it? GameStop sort of. won't stop. The stock is up over 60% this week. Chairman Ryan Cohen scooped up more shares. Are the apes breathing new life into this trade? We start off with the long shadow. Rising interest rates and surging prices are casting over the market. The 10-year spiking above 2.5% today. The yield jumping more than 16% this week. Plus, oil back above 113 a barrel today. Crude getting a bump after an attack on a Saudi Aramco energy depot. It finished the week up 8-plus percent. And while the S&P 500 did rebound for the second consecutive week, led higher by energy, ag, Tesla, and Apple, the question is how long can this market hold up with rates and inflation grinding higher. Tim. And consumer confidence. We had a University of Michigan consumer confidence restating the March number, uh, actually a little bit lower than the one we had set. So we're back 10-year lows on consumer confidence. Color me very surprised as someone who has seen rates move you know, roughly 40 basis points this week on the short end uh, and the long end, actually, and, and at least 45 basis points over the last nine sessions since Powell really told us what was on his mind. And, and the VIX has fallen. 40%. So, right. uh, you know, I think what equities are doing is pretty extraordinary. It doesn't surprise me that right now we're seeing a flight to quality into mega cap tech names where, again, there's digestible uh, valuations. I talked you know, a few sessions back about how great of a valuation I think Google is. So, I mean, I think there are places to play. I think there are parts of this market, even in a higher rate environment, though, that you don't have to run for cover. Insurance companies are doing well. If you look at the, the KIE, it's the insurance ETF. It's about to break out, set new highs. Allstate announced earlier that they're going to set price hikes uh, and, and for, you know, 1.2 percent higher for their entire space. So, I, I do think this is difficult for stocks, but it's not difficult for all the stocks. Um, we like to play lots of games here on Fast Money. And one of our favorite games, among many, hmm. is if I told you what was <laughs> going to happen on any given day or series of days, what would you guess would the market reaction be? And so, BK, I will go to you on this one. If I were to tell you that all of a sudden the markets are pricing in, maybe as Citigroup calls for, four consecutive half-point hikes... What would the market reaction be? Would you have guessed higher? So I'm going to give you the same lawyer, the same answer that my lawyers give me. It depends. It depends <laughs> on what the mood of the market is. And so well, here's, here's what's, to me, it, 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 here's what's going on, is that there's this narrative in the market, what the young kids call a meme, but the narrative is this. Stocks are treasury inflated protection securities, tips with pricing power. So you guys mentioned two things. Tim mentioned all state raising prices. Melissa, you mentioned inflation. 
everybody thinks that stocks are going to be able to weather this inflationary storm because they have pricing power. Now, the obvious flaw in that is it depends on the consumer. And so what we need to see is the consumer balance sheet is still well. We still have good employment. But what you saw with oil today, as soon as oil started to spike up, that's when equities came down. So now we know that that's the trigger for the sell-offs is higher oil prices. But as long as we have kind of oil, let's call it range bound around $100 a barrel, $120 a barrel, uh, I think this meme of tips plus pricing power continues in the stock market. It's a weak argument, but it's enough given the sentiment, the, how bad the sentiment was, it's enough to get people buying equities again. You know, when Tim had said insurance companies, it made me think of the conversation we had the other night, which is Berkshire. So Berkshire, the insurance companies are actually collecting all that premium, and now they're earning money on that premium until they have to pay, until they have to pay some sort of a hit to their insurance play. So I think you're okay with insurance plays. I think you're okay with people that have pricing power. Utility companies. Uh-huh. How about McDonald's? I know Pete likes the filet of fish, right? Uh, isn't it about the dollar no, menu though? I don't, I, I don't know that. Does McDonald's have well, pricing? Well, the dollar menu going to be a buck twenty-five. Well, menu? dollar store. Well, I think, did it. I think they'll ass. have some sort of pricing power. <laughs> the other one was what do we hear from General Mills? They have pricing power, Jeff, but but they still <laughs> but they <laughs> still <laughs> conduct business in Russia. Uh-huh. So maybe there'll be a boycott of General Mills. So a little, go ahead. You're, uh, no, a, I mean, I get the pricing power thing. I totally get it. I really I'm just do. looking at the stock charts. Look at these stock charts. Look at sure. all the utility companies. But how much more can these companies raise prices? Utility They've companies can pass along. And, okay, utility companies, Different. yeah, there's really, no, but Different. I mean, Pete, how many more times are you going to pay up for coffee? And filet more of fish. For coffee. Or for, People will pay a lot for coffee. Yeah. <laughs> I will pay a lot for coffee. I will say that, you know, there is something to be said about pricing power. There's no, absolutely no doubt about it. General Mills, another Minnesota company, doing an absolutely outstanding job. I mean, I'm really impressed with what's going on. And you got to remember also, when we talk about employment, we talk about wage wages rising as well. You know, there is a bit of a back and forth there that we, we kind of miss sometimes, I think. I think the reality is this. Uh, we're seeing rates. The rates are rising. They're rising. Maybe the, the real key is at what rate will they rise? And I think that's part of what would potentially hold us back, Mel, is, you know, when you bring up half point moves, uh, I think that's something that I w- I will actually slow down the markets to some degree. I think obviously the financials will probably do pretty well, but I think that would slow things down at a rapid pace if they did four in a row. Oh, I, I, I can't imagine. I think that would really, really be something that would affect the markets in a very big way. And in the meantime, with I mean, we were just talking on the 1230 call, wage inflation has been a huge driver of of higher input costs here. But with inflation rising, too, you could have more people entering the workforce, which could bring a better balance to the labor force, Tim. I I think that's right. But I'm concerned that those jobs aren't going to be there. Uh, I'm concerned that the the labor costs, first of all, are a lagging effect here. There's certainly the the services inflation is something that's a lot stickier. I think there will be a lot of employers, especially if we see some of the follow through from $130 oil prices and where we are with other parts of the inflation chain. I think some of those employers are going to be pulling back on those jobs. I, I hope that's not the case. But I think a lot of people that are sitting at home right now living off the government are people that are not going to see those jobs later in the year. So I asked a question at the beginning of the show, and I don't know if I got clear answers, or at least clear enough for an audience to, to process properly. Okay. Can the markets continue to go higher with inflation looming, with rates rising, et cetera? Show of hands, please. Can the markets go higher with, these, with this backdrop? 
Hmm. Okay. So wait, wait. You got to give, you gotta give you gotta a little give a, bit of a. Like, but you got to give a qualification, okay. though. Okay. Is, yeah, is it the backdrop question. that City uh, portrayed today, where there's going to be four fifty basis point increases? Oh. Then no. Then okay. it, then it can't continue. Right. Can we go with quarter point increases and and balance sheet reduction? Yes. Yeah. I, I, the, the move we have seen in, in Apple and Microsoft and Google this week tells you that I do think there's a place where liquidity can go. I think the next 150 basis points of tightening in the short run doesn't necessarily hit the economy until we get into 23. I think you can see some outperformance. We all acknowledge, though, the move that the market has had off of these lows. You have to give me a time horizon on this one. Uh, I do think that it's going to be tough to trade significantly higher mm-hmm. from here. And, and I do think that you have a case where if you listen to Powell last week, he used the word expeditiously three times when talking talking about how quickly he needed to normalize inflation. They're not messing around. They care only about 2% inflation target. The world should feel pretty good about this in the long run in terms of credibility of the Federal Reserve, but I don't think in the long run this is great for stocks. So the notion, BK, of tips, uh, tips plus pricing power that brings you mostly to some of these mega cap stocks which have outperformed um, in this most recent stock run-up. A lot of them are technology companies. Would you, would you say, yeah, yeah, that's the way to go here? I actually, I know, I think you go to the energy sector because that's the heart mm. of the matter right there, right? Because, you know, take a look at something like ExxonMobil. It's got a 4% dividend yield. Now it's got a tailwind from higher oil prices. Uh, and it does certainly have pricing power. So to me, that's where you want to put your money. The risk to that, of course, is, you know, ultimately the, the administration's not very friendly to the oil companies. So they don't want them to make too much money. So they get hit with a windfall tax or something like that. But that's the risk to it. But in the meantime, I think you stick with the energy sector. Yeah, Pete, your playbook here. Yeah, and that's exactly, I, I agree with BK. You actually trade the energy sector, BK. You do it through options. Don't do it through the stocks. Mm-hmm. You are getting absolutely mm-hmm. unbelievable moves right now in the options world when you're talking about energy. And I've, I've been talking about this for a long time. Last night we were talking about this as well. What we're seeing in the energy sector every single day, and I added even more today, to it in the calls side of things. Boy, the results are absolutely almost immediate. It's, it's amazing how much they're going to the upside and you're just sitting there shaking your head, whether it's Occidental or APA, I mean, Marathon Oil, you go through all those big beta names, you are getting an unbelievable rush to the upside. Now, now granted, those beta names go down just as fast, if not faster, than they go up. So there is that side of it. But I think as far as a trade, that gives you a great opportunity. So I think it's absolutely energy. And I think those big cap tech names, when you look at those balance sheets, and you look at the strength that they've got, I think that's why we've seen so much upside buying in those as well, Mel. I am absolutely loaded up both in technology and in energy right now, probably more than I should be. And third, I'm looking at the banks as well because the banks have been doing very, very well of late with some of what we've been seeing with the 10-year with specifically. All right. Speaking of energy, record gas prices hitting consumers' bottom lines. While off the charts, uh, labor and input costs hurting retail margins. It's a combo that our chart master says will lead to more pain. Let's get to Carter Worth of Worth Charting. Carter, what are you looking at? Well, all sorts of things. We're going to get down to Lulu, which has earnings next week. But just think about what would be the worst possible thing one could be in right now? Um, A boat company? (laughs) like uh, Brunswick or Polaris snowmobiles or Harley-David, Winnebago, these things are purchased with leverage, and then you drive them around at a high cost with gas soaring. Uh, and they act terribly. So do things like footwear, Crocs, Foot Locker, McDonald's, Starbucks, restaurants, um, Urban Outfitter, Gaps. The consumer's under pressure. You can see it in the stocks. Let's look at a few tables and try to figure the way forward. The first is simply this. 
This is a trailing 12-month um, fact. The S&P, despite its volatility, is still up 16%. The consumer discretionary sector, as constructed by Standard & Poor's, is up 11 And the equal weight sector is down 1.7. That really tells the tale. Now, look at this comparative chart. This is the S&P, and it's comparing it to the Spider S&P retail ETF, which about 110 names. It's got everybody in, from Amazon to Walmart to Foot Locker and all the stocks in between. And look at that divergence. That could be considered an opportunity, but I think it's a problem. It's weakness that suggests something is wrong. So another table. Now, this is six-month trailing performance. Take a look. Crocs, footwear, down 50%. There's nothing to do with Gap, which is down 40. There's nothing to do with Lulu, athletic wear, down 20. Nothing to do with Cheesecake. I've given you random stocks to make a point. That's bad action <laughs> compared to on the bottom, XRT down only 18, but then that in turn is much worse than the S&P. It's a bad setup. Let's look at two more charts. First, a comparative chart of Nike versus Lulu. They're like railroad tracks. Nike had earnings, it popped a little bit, and now here it sits. So we've got earnings, final chart, Lulu. It's up against the downtrend line, and the question is, is it really worth it? Um, if I were long, I think I'd sell calls against my position. If I had really the choice, I just wouldn't trade it. All right. Carter, thank you. We'll see you in a little bit on Options Cheesecake. Action. <laughs> I love wow. it. Cheesecake, Crocs. Um, Pete, would you bet against Lulu, as Carter recommends? Absolutely not. I'd do exactly what Carter just said, and it's exactly what I am doing. I own the stock, and I've been selling calls against it for multiple years now, Mel. I continue to do so because I'm not... I, I think there is upside. I think there's significant upside to Lulu, and it's actually gotten to a very interesting P.E. level now after this big drop that it's made. But I think when you look at it, Mel, when athleisure is still there, and when you look at e-commerce and what they're doing as far as some of the online sales, the in-store pickup and everything, I think that Lulu is doing the right thing, and I do think they will have some pricing power at some point. I don't know whether or not they've got it right now. They're still working like so many others through the supply chain. And I don't want to use that as an excuse, but I do think that's something that is loosening up. And I think that's when we're going to actually see this stock start to soar once again. You know, if you look at the higher end names like Ralph Lauren, it's, they've already bounced. Ralph Lauren, a name I talk about, Capri Holdings all the time, up 20 percent off the recent low. I would I would invest in what Pete just said there. Pricing power. That's how we, that was the theme. Higher end names is where you want to invest. I actually would buy Lulu at these prices. Why? Because if they follow the same uh, technical pattern, they're only up 5 or 7% recently from the low. If they follow the same pattern as most of these retailers have, they're bouncing off of technical levels where even though he's saying they're on the way down, what was the way down? Supply chain constraints, right? So are they going to be there in the future? Are you wearing Lulu's right now? I think. I mean, if I didn't, I mean, if, if, we, can, if we can make him stand, I'm sure Pete is. Make I mean, him Pete stand. loves his athletes. Yeah, I didn't know. These are definitely. <laughs> these are definitely stretchy. Right. But Tim, seriously, the supply constraint are going to be loosening, and I think that was the last leg of this downward flush. Um, I don't know what they are, but they are moss green. If anybody's wondering at home, <laughs> coming up, marijuana madness. You don't see that color too often, especially in men's pants. Pot stocks living the high life as Congress moves one step closer to federal legalization. Will these stocks go up in smoke or light up your portfolio? That trade and many more puns next and later. We've got a chart of the week for you. This one has been in monster rally mode since Monday. Stick around. We'll reveal the name. Much more fast than two. Every day. 
thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create, like Olu Sheyi, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Wouldn't it be great to have all your investment and retirement accounts in one place? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, makes it easy. I use it to put my investment account and 401k accounts into one hub and get expert tips that help me confidently manage my money. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or are looking for that extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination, producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. Securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth including 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors, and it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. That's yahoofinance.com. Welcome back to Fast Money. Cannabis stocks finishing the week in the green. Tilray Aurora Canopy posting gains for a second day after the House said it will consider the Moore Act to decriminalize marijuana. The MJ Cannabis ETF also finishing the week up more than 15 percent after a year of big declines. After a big week for cannabis, can these names keep flying higher? Tim, just earlier this week. M&A. Y- yeah. M&A. And yeah. you said but you said that any sort of like federal move to decriminalize or, you know, all this, that's not a reason to invest. I just believe that there's growth. There are real companies. Mm-hmm. They are going to get that tailwind. The ones that are at the bigger ones are getting bigger in the case of Cresco and some of the other names. And, and the, the, the deeper the moat uh, gets for these companies, the more you push away other big companies, I think the better their businesses are. The addressable market continues to grow. New Jersey had a vote this week, a little disappointing. They're going to be in the game in a very big way. We know about New York. This week was about M&A. It was about near the end of earnings season where you've reset expectations. Expectations. I think the Moore Act is through the House, folks. You need to see Senate approval to get cannabis legal in this country. What you did have, though, was the Senate approved a research bill unanimously. So the fact that the Senate is agreeing to look at the plant, to study the plant, to give the FDA, and I think this gives a lot of constituents within the Senate an olive branch to get back in off the ledge. That's what the market saw. And so you saw the Canadian names. Tilray was up 54% this week. Canopy growth is up almost 60% in nine days. It's the names that people can buy, um, not necessarily the U.S. names that had the big week. And again, I think some of that is short covering. And that alone... It's not fundamental, but that's part of a change in character here. And a lot of these stocks now are actually well above their 50. These were big volume moves this week. Let's see. You know, but Tim brings up an important point. You can't invest on them hoping that it's going to be federally legalized tomorrow. Because I don't even think it's going to get in front of the Senate, unfortunately. There's, there's two. It's not because they don't want to. I don't even know if it's going to get out of the House. I don't think the people that are supporting it even agree on how to get it out of the House. The Senate, way too many things in front of them to get in front of the Senate right now. Pete, I wasn't on the show last night, but I believe your final trade was CGC. So how are you playing this one at this point with a 10 percent pop on the day? 
Right. Well, uh, only through options. I, I, I kind of view these stocks as extremely volatile, like a lot of different other names in the, in the space when we talk about names of Chinese names and so forth. And in this particular case, these can move up fast like we're seeing right now, and they also can move to the downside. I'd rather be in the options. And we saw options in just about every single cannabis stock there was yesterday in the final hour of trade. We even had some follow through today with some Tilray calls being bought. The interesting thing in Tilray was not only did it have a monster day to the upside, but how about the 300 million shares, Tim. I mean, yeah. I know you follow this much Crazy. better than I do, but that's a monster day. I mean, that is a monster day. That's about 10 times normal volume. So gives you a little bit of an idea of how excited people are right now in the cannabis industry. And I will say this, they are all looking very, very short term for this move. They're all looking at expiring options that expire next Friday. So mm. looking for these moves really quick today, as well as next week, Mel. All right, coming up, take one last look at our chart of the week. Can you guess what it is? Here's a clue. It's up more than 60% this week, but flat on the year. Monstrous. The big reveal is next. And later on Options Action, our Tony Zhang says one beverage company is going flat. The details on the name he is soda streaming out of. Back right after this. Wow. Welcome back to Fast Money. Game on. Check out shares of GameStop up 67% this week. Didn't even buy a gold mine or anything. Um, the apes were out in full force, apparently. Uh, BK, what do you make of such a move? Yeah, I'd, you took my joke about the gold mine. I wasn't going to buy it until they bought one. You know, it's, it's um, listen, up this much in a stock that is a meme stock, you got to take some off the table here. Pressing up against the 200-day moving average at 165 or so, uh, I think it's a tough buy at this place. Let it settle down a bit. And if there really is something to the story and there's legs to it, you'll have all kinds of time to buy this thing. Pete, how's the options volumes been on some of these meme stocks? Because uh, we, we've certainly seen the price action in the stocks. Yeah, there, there has been some great price uh, or a volume rather in the options, Mel. There's no doubt about it. I think when you're looking at GameStop, obviously the insider buying was something that I think was a trigger. And let's not forget, this is still a stock that still fits into the, almost what it once was in terms of it still has a very high short interest. Nothing like it was, but still we're talking about, what, 16% of the outstanding shares are still short. So there's plenty of room for squeezes here. If, if, but I agree with BK. If I were in it and lucky enough to have been in it this week, I would probably be out right now. Uh, think about the week we had. This, this tells me where the market is, especially when it, look, uh, BK's Bitcoins had a, a very big run quietly. You look at uh, where the VIX is now pressing, you know, low 20s, maybe breaking 20. Uh, and again, there are other things that, you know, dollar yen for people, we could spend the whole show on this. But the fact that the dollar yen is getting near record highs says it's a risk aggression market. I think this is last gasp time on meme stocks because it, what's going on with rates um, is going to be very painful on a lot of revolving credit, a lot of revolving debt. And I just don't think there's going to be that kind of cash lying around. So like margin is what yes. you're saying. Yeah, yes. margin. Time for the final trade. Let's go around the horn. Pete Najarian. I'm going to give you Vale. I like that iron ore from Brazil. I think they're going higher. Brian Kelly. I'm going to give you ExxonMobil. I like that oil from Texas, XOM. What are you going to give us, Tim? I'm going to give you Mexico. Let's, let's kind of stay in a trade. In fact, I think Mexico is an oil economy, also as a regional outsourcing uh, what's going on in North America. I think their currency is a tailwind. I like EWW, which is Mexico. Steve Grasso. I'm going to give you Capri Holdings. Do you know what their color is for their season? Moss. Are those Moss. Capri pants? Moss green. Moss green is going to be the color of the, the year. Side. Be on the lookout. Everything. This color is coming back or getting in. I don't know if it was ever there, but it's there. 
Capri. <laughs> Only on your pants. Uh, that does it for us here on Fast Money. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager.